This is the Carl DeMasi Sports Report. Excited to be back here again to talk about local sports. That's what the show's about, local sports. Sponsored by Optum Orthopedics. You want to hear about your favorite local athlete, your favorite local team, your favorite local high school, middle school, pop water football team, YMCA basketball team, city league. That's what it's all about. Let's talk about it. Let's let people know about it. On ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. Good morning, Savannah and the Low Country. Welcome to the Call of the Massey Sports Report, brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM WSCG. And it's all part of the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Beautiful day outside. It's April 5th. Uh, right now, the sun is out. We know rain's going to be coming through. So whatever you may be doing right now, put it down. Get out there and play some sports. Get on the links. Get on the tennis courts. Backyard basketball, whatever you may be doing. But once again, I'm Carl Demasi, and I'm glad you can listen to me, whether it's for five minutes or 15 minutes. We're talking local sports right here in Savannah, Georgia. And it's all on ESPN Radio, AM 1400, 104.3 FM. It's on the radio at ESPNCoastal.com. Just go to ESPNCoastal.com. Click on my show. You can hear me now. You can also hear it on your smartphone. Just go to get the ESPN Radio app. Download it. Go to ESPN radio stations and find Savannah Hilton Head, and I'm on your phone. I'm all over the place. We're all over the place, and uh, we're glad we could be here to talk about local sports. I got a great show lined up, and like I say, we play two games here every Saturday morning. Nine till ten is the first game. Eleven to sorry, ten to eleven is the second game. So in the first game, coming up right after we do all this introduction stuff and we give you the lineup, we'll have in the second quarter. The Armstrong Atlantic State head baseball coach, Calvin Colberson, telling us about how the season's going, where they're at, how the Peach Belt Conference is uh, starting to shape up, what's going to happen in the playoffs or the conference tournament. And then, of course, just had a guy set a record last yesterday for the uh, Armstrong Atlantic State Pirates and uh, set the strikeout uh, career total. And uh, we'll talk about that with Coach Colberson. In the third quarter, we're going to go to the Seaport Sharks GM coach, and he is now the director of the Rashad Spann Foundation. If you remember a couple of months ago, Rashad Spann, great basketball player out of Groves and Anna Jenkins, uh, killed, uh, killed too soon. Killed too soon here in Savannah, Georgia. And uh, they have set up the Rashad Spann Foundation and the director, Anthony Dooley Bryant, who is also the head coach GM of the Seaport Sharks, which starts this summer. We'll talk about what the Rashad Spann Foundation is doing to keep Rashad Spann's name, I guess, out there in the Savannah community and in our memories. Rashad Spann was a great kid, quiet kid, uh, great basketball player, was the player of the year as a junior at Jenkins High School, helped Jenkins reach the state playoffs, uh, just taken too soon. So we'll talk to Anthony Dooley Bryant about the Rashad Spann Foundation. Then we'll close out the first hour, the first game, the fourth quarter with... The man himself, P.J. Zuko, and we'll be talking about March Madness. Yeah, I know the Bears are out. Our boys from B.C., um, Daniel Corsi and Jabri Bryant, not in it anymore. But you know what? It's been exciting. The girls are out. Alexis Parker from Calvary playing for Prairie View. And Randy Freeze playing out there for Cal State Northridge, uh, both out. But, you know, it was an exciting tournament, crazy tournament. Uh, who would ever think that Kentucky's in the Final Four with Florida, Wisconsin and the Huskies from Connecticut. So we'll finish out the first hour talking a little March Madness. Second game, second hour, 
10 until 11. We're going to open it up with the guy that's back here for the third season. Running or taking the helm of the Savannah Sandnets. The manager back for the third year to take uh, the hopefully the Sandnets to another South Atlantic League Championship, and that's Luis Rojas. That's at 10.05. Then we'll go to our Weatherton Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week, St. Vincent soccer player, star, Emily Emily Drown. And then we'll talk to the columnist, Stephen Weeks, Stephen Elmo Weeks, uh, in the third quarter and the second hour about golf, local golf. we got the Masters coming up. I feel like the Masters is a big part of Savannah, Georgia. Well, we'll get Stephen Weeks' take on that. And uh Everybody wants to get up to Augusta and see the Masters, give you part of it. We hear so much about it. It's been such a great, great tradition here in the state of Georgia. It even feels like it's a tradition right here in Savannah, Georgia. So we'll talk about the Masters. And, you know, I know we can get into Tiger Woods and his back problems, but I want to talk about how Savannah sees the Masters. That's what's going to be exciting about it. And then, of course, we'll... uh Close out the uh, whole show in the fourth quarter of the second hour. Got to go to the local scoreboard. Hey, the Braves win again. The Braves beat the Nationals 2-1. to one. All those people out panicking. We don't have a pitching staff. Well, I'll tell you right now, Freddie Garcia is doing a great job over there. He's got, he's got the uh, Braves right where they want to be. Beat the Nationals in their opener yesterday 2-1. And, of course, uh, we had a controversial call where the ball got stuck under the mat. So it's a ground rule double. It wasn't inside the park home run. So, But the Braves win. That's all I know. Savannah Sandnats, local boy, John Gant. Grew up here till the age of 11, moved to Tampa Bay, Florida area, West Chapel High School, drafted by the Nats. Comes in, pitches seven strong innings, six strong innings last night, seven strikeouts, one hit, and the Nats win their first game of the year, 10 to 1. Savannah, I'm going to send out a big kudos to you guys. First night, opening night, 4,700 people. Last night, almost 2,000 people. Hey, keep on showing the Savannah City Council that we want our Nats here. And I'm not taking away about this new arts uh, or this new arts center they're putting up uh, downtown Savannah. They're going to spend twenty million on a new arts center. Hey, how about a new stadium? It's our only professional sport. We're going to lose the Savannah Sandhats because you won't look into it. Oh, you're looking into it. We're doing all the feasibility studies and all this other stuff. How many years are we going to do this? The Civic Center with the basketball court. The Civic Center. When is that going to be updated? It just seems like anything with athletics here in Savannah, Georgia, gets pushed to the side. And you know what? I'm tired of it. We can get a new art center, a new cultural center for $20 million next to the Civic Center, but we can't put up a, a brand new baseball stadium. I grant you, I'm a baseball purist, and I love Grayson Stadium. That's history. That's historic. But you know what? It's time to get up with the times. It's time to move up. Let's keep the sand nets. They're part of Savannah. The baseball here in Savannah. I mean, I, 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 I'm going off in the soapbox here, but it really, it really upset me when I heard, oh, we we're going to spend $20 million on a, a new uh, cultural arts center. It's going to be the gateway to Savannah, Georgia. How about looking into keeping the Savannah Sandnats here? You know, I'm not blaming Hardball, the company that owns the Sandnats. I mean, we got to put people in the seats. New stadiums put people in the seats. Come on, step up to the plate, Savannah. All right, I got that off my chest, and where was I? Right, the Sandnats win 10-1. We'll talk to Luis Rojas later on about the Sandats, not about the stadium. Uh, on the college scene, um, Armstrong Lake State takes on North Georgia today at 1-3 right here in 
at uh, Armstrong Atlantic State. The baseball team won 8-1 to yesterday. They got a doubleheader going on today. Armstrong Tennis is at Columbus State. Savannah State Softball is at North Carolina Central, 1-3 o'clock. The baseball team was at Jackson State. They lost uh, last night 4-3. They got a doubleheader today. SCAD, we had SCAD all over the place. Last night, the equestrian team. Yes, the only equestrian program here in Savannah. The SCAD equestrian team, horse show, up in Barry College in Rome, Georgia. Start, will start at 7, started at 7.30 yesterday. Uh, they'll continue today. Tennis is at Emory Riddle. Uh, today, tennis, uh, they were at Emory Riddle last night. Now they're going to uh, Warner University today. While well, they're playing Warner University today at Bacon Park at 11 o'clock. The women's lacrosse team ranked number one going uh, for history today. They're the defending National Women's Lacrosse League National Champions will play its last regular season home game against Emmanuel College today at 4 o'clock at the Hardyville Complex, uh, the SCAD Sports Complex, Athletic Complex in Hardyville. They're going for an undefeated season, history-making right there. They'll be undefeated. The playoffs are next week. Let's go, Lady Bees. I'm telling you, like I put on my Facebook page the other day, um, they, uh, they, 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 they float like butterflies, but they have stung like bees, and they're undefeated at 10-0. Good luck to the Lady Bees today, 4 o'clock, at the Savannah College and Arthur Athletics Complex right there in Hardyville. Game time, 4 o'clock. The men's lacrosse will play right after them against Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern lacrosse coming in town, 7 o'clock, right after the Lady Bees. And tomorrow the uh, tennis team goes to Northwood University. Well, they're going to take on Northwood University right here in in uh, Savannah, Georgia. Let's go to the high school scoreboard. Richmond Hill beats Effingham County in baseball. I'm telling you right now, that 3A baseball region is just just everybody on top fighting for that first place spot. Richmond Hill beats Evian County 13-9, scores four in the top of the ninth to win. Benedictine all over Long County, 8 nothing. Hey, I'm telling you right now, this sophomore left-handed, Chipper Wiley, struck out 11, walked one and allowed just two hits in that game. Unbelievable. Chipper Wiley, you can hear that name for a while. Glen Academy beats Jenkins, 10-5. Boys soccer, BC takes on Toombs County for first place in that 2A soccer region. This is a slugfest. This is a, a love-hate relationship right now. These two are rivals in that AA region. BC wins. Uh, wins, wins Wrong wins. BC wins on penalty kicks, three to one in overtime. While they go to two overtimes, then they go to penalty kicks. Uh, BC now is nine and zero in region. Toombs County falls to seven and two, and you know what that means. Looks like they're going to have a first place seed right there for the the BC uh, soccer program. Savannah Country Day all over Irwin County, eight one girls soccer. South Effingham beats Liberty County five nothing. I couldn't find the uh, St. Vincent's uh, Toombs County score girls score. Uh, we have St. Vincent soccer player Emily. Drown coming on. She'll give us an update on that. Boys tennis, BC beats Calvary 5 nothing. Girls tennis, Savannah Country Day all over Irwin County, 10 nothing, And uh, Savannah Christian beats Statesboro 4 nothing. In baseball, Thursday night, i got to send out a big congratulations to Coach Abernathy, Coach A.B., over at St. Andrews. The St. Andrews Lions beat Thomas Hayward 4-3. St. Andrews now, this, is, uh, this hasn't happened in a long time. They're in first place. In the skis, the double-A baseball league. Congratulations, Coach Abernathy. You're working hard on getting that program up and running. So, great job. That's our scoreboard. Got to get to the uh, phone line here. Coach Calvin Culberson has to get his field ready for the double-headed today. Remember, this cannot be possible without my sponsor, Optum Orthopedics. they got 26 of the finest and best-trained orthopedic surgeons in the region. They have a full-service outpatient surgery center, digital MRI, x-ray services, physical therapy, hand therapy, one convenient location. Optum Orthopedics is your best choice for comprehensive orthopedic care, and they support our local athletes and our local sports. And remember... 
They're doctor-led and patient-focused. The center's located at 210 Eastern Avenue right here in lovely Savannah, Georgia, or you can visit them on the World Wide Web at www.optum, O-P-T-I-M, optumhealth.com. That's optumhealth.com. I'm excited. I'm here again for another Saturday morning. Let's go Sand Nets. Let's talk baseball. Let's talk pirate baseball. Next up, Coach Calvin Culberson. You're listening to the Call of Demasi. Step back. You're listening to the Call of Demasi Sports Report, brought to you by Ophthalmopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM, WSEG. And remember, it's all part of the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. And now, back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. And good morning, Savannah! I'm Carl DeMasi. You're listening to the Call of the Bossy Sports Report, brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM. And I'm telling you right now, it's baseball season with full swing. The Braves are playing. The Sandats have started. But, you know, we've started college baseball almost a month ago. And uh, this man, uh, I have to say this. I got, I got to send a big shout-out to him. 18 years as the assistant coach over there at Armstrong Atlantic State. Former player to Armstrong Atlantic State. Just biding his time, patiently waiting his chance. And this is his first year as the head coach, but not his first year at Armstrong Atlantic State. And he's joining us now on the ESPN Radio Savannah AM 1400, 104.3 FM hotline. The head ball coach himself over there at Armstrong Atlantic State University. It's going to be tough when they take the... Uh, I guess to take the state out of there. I don't know what they're taking out, but here he is, head coach Calvin Culberson. What's up, coach? How you doing, Carl? Hey, it's Saturday morning. It's a beautiful day, and I know you got to get there out there on the ball field. You got a doublehead today. So uh, tell us, tell us about the transition going from the assistant to the head coach after the first twenty-five games. How's it going over there down the road here on Abercorn Street? You know, it's been uh, it's been a real uh, trying year for us, but uh, you know we've had some injuries and and all the the other players uh, stepped up and really filled the gap and and uh, we're, you know we're making progress and and having a pretty good year for our first year. Well, Coach, you know, anytime you're involved in sports, and I know you've been doing this as long as me, we're, you know, I, I'm a little older than you, you're the younger guy here, but, you know, anytime you play a sport, you, you're going to have to, you know, play with Band-Aids. Kids are going to get hurt, players are going to get hurt, and, you know, the, the Band-Aids have got to be there, and for someone that's playing with a lot of Band-Aids, I mean, you're 18 and 14, you're you're right there about 500 in conference play, you got to give a lot of credit to these kids, don't you? You know the kids have really uh, stepped up and uh, performed well when when asked to do certain things this year, and and uh, really bought into what we're trying to do. And uh, it's been real encouraging to watch uh, those kids grow up this year and, and uh, develop as players and as people. Well, I mean, you got this guy Denard, R.J. Denard. He's he's a home run machine. I think what he's got like eight or nine, ten home runs. I mean, he stepped it up last night. You had Ethan Batter set this the uh, the career strikeout record of Armstrong, and you've seen a lot of records there at Armstrong. So tell us about some of these kids specifically. You know, R.J. Denard is right up the road here at Fruitland County and uh, Class A school that you know not a not a lot of people's going to go in and watch and and. Uh, you know, just a tremendous person, a uh, great hitter, 
He got, I mean, he, he's really he's really been a, a big, big part of our success this year. And uh, Ethan Bader, uh, who's been this his third year pitching for us, uh, like you mentioned, just set the career strikeout record yesterday. Um, just passed uh, a former teammate of mine, Chuck Christopher, that was here that's in the Hall of Fame. And, uh, you know, Bader's done a tremendous job his three years here. And, and hopefully he'll get an opportunity to – go to the next level and, and continue the success and uh, Clayton Miller our senior catcher uh, has done a, a tremendous job for us behind the plate and you know we could go on and on with the guys that's, that's, uh, that's really done a good job for us this year um, Tyler Green out of the pen Ryan Good from Brunswick uh, just to name some other guys but you know it's not really fair to start mentioning guys because everybody's really contributed and, and played a big part in uh, what we've done this year yeah, I had a discussion a couple of weeks ago with Coach uh, Coach Bullock, who had a great run with the uh, women's basketball team. But you seem to stay local with these kids. These kids that are, come from the areas, Trutland County, Richmond Hill, Savannah, Swainsboro, uh, Dublin. Well, wh- why do they want to stay and play baseball here in Savannah? That's, that's a question I wanted to ask you. But you get these kids to stay here. And I know you and Joe Roberts have gone the backwoods here, right in the southeast part of Georgia. And it, it's, it, there's not bad baseball talent here. No, there's not. I mean, it's, it's um, uh, you know, so, some players, you know, they, they want to stay, stay close so that they can continue having their families and, and all come out and watch them play and continue success. And, you know, some want to go out and play junior college baseball and, and then come back and play. And um, it's, all, it's all about developing the relationships with guys and, uh, you know, while they're going through school. And that way, uh, if they choose to go off and play, uh, you've got a chance to get them back uh, and keep the you know the homegrown kids here uh, if all possible. But you know sometimes it doesn't work. Kind of like your son, you know we try to keep your son in town and and uh, you know we'd love to have had him and you know he wound up in a good you know in a good spot and you know he's had a lot of success. But uh, you like to keep the best kids that you can in town to play. Yeah, well, you know, my son, my son had a little love for football too. So, I mean, I would love him to stay home too. I wouldn't be traveling on the road every weekend four hours to watch him play. But that's another story. But all right, now Peach Belt Conference. I know you got to run uh, Peach Belt Conference. Shaping up, you're right in the middle of the pack. You're almost at 500. You got a big series this weekend. Tell us what's going on in the Peach Belt and uh, where you guys stand and how it looks for the uh, conference tournament. You know, it's uh, the Peach Bowl's back to where it, it used to be. Uh, it used to be, you know, kind of like, you know, when we're recruiting it, you know, SEC baseball is what most people talk about. And uh, that's kind of the way the Peach Bowl is. And, I mean, you know, we've got a, you know, we've got a pretty good team this year. And, and, you know, like I said, we're in the middle of the pack and, and uh, fighting to get into the conference tournament. And, you know, every weekend in our league, I mean, if you don't bring your A game, you know, chances are you're not going to win no matter who you're playing. And, you know, one weekend to the next, it doesn't matter where somebody is, is at in the standings. It always seems like, you know, there's an upset or what people would consider an upset. But if you come out and watch Peach Belt Baseball, it's hard to determine if something's an upset or not because all the teams in the league are good. 
And it, it's always a battle no matter who you play. I mean, even though, you know, I think USC Aiken is, is off to a, a great start and they're nationally ranked, you guys can play with them. Anybody can play with anybody at this level, and that's what's uh, pretty exciting about it. Okay, I mean, when you played USC Aiken, uh, you lost 7-6. I mean, you lost 7-4. I mean, you're in the game with them. So tell us about the series you got today with uh, North Georgia. You moved everything up because of the weather. You got two today with North Georgia. Tell us about this series right now, what it means to you guys. You know, this, this series is uh, really a big series for us. I mean, we won yesterday 8-1 to and uh, beat a really good pitcher that they had. And, and um, you know, if we can... If we can somehow at least split or you know or force you know come you know become fortunate win both today, uh, that that puts us in a better spot as far as uh, tournament play at the end of the year uh, because the rest of the teams that we have Flagler and UNC Pembroke and Lander, you know they're they're all right you know Lander's leading the league right now UNC Pembroke's like third in the league and uh, so. This series and the next series is really going to help us as far as our seeding in the, the Peach Belt tournament. And hopefully, you know, we'll have a you know two good games today, and you know the rain will hold off here later in the afternoon to to give us an opportunity to play both of them. But North Georgia's got a really nice club, and and uh, hopefully we can go out there and play a good good game of baseball and end up end up ahead at the end of the day. Well, Coach, uh, great job. I know you got to get out there on the field and get things going, and I do apologize because I always say Calbert Cern. It's Calbert Cern. There's no T in there, but that's the Yankee in me. But uh, once again, always a pleasure. Whenever you got anything else to tell us, and uh, just come back on here and give us an update. I'm glad you found time to do this in between uh, painting the lines and getting everything ready. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, real busy. We're fixing to take BP, on, BP down here, so... I'm heading down that way to get the troops ready for, uh, you know, a good doubleheader today and, and hopefully we'll have, uh, you know, a lot of Savannahs to come out and watch a good game of doubleheader today. And quick, tell us, uh, doubleheader starting at what time and how much and, uh, it's fan friendly and you love the baseball. It's, uh, it starts at 11 o'clock and, uh, it's, it's $3 to get in, uh, for the venue and, uh, there's food. There's uh, something going on in the sports center today, so there's a lot of stuff going on out at um, out at the field. Softball's playing for first place in the conference today against North Georgia, actually. Uh, soccer's playing Georgia Southern today, so there's uh, there's a lot happening out here today for anybody that's uh, looking for something to do. Coach, always a pleasure. I know you got to run. I got to make it to the commercial here, so uh, keep up the great work, and uh, we'll have you on again before the season's over. Thank you, Carl, and, and as always, a pleasure. That's the head coach of Armstrong Atlantic State University Baseball, Coach Calvin Culberson. Not Culbertson. I always put the T in there. Culberson, and uh, great guy. I'm telling you, he's been hit. he's been in Armstrong Atlantic State. I know uh, if he's listening, he's going to cringe here since 1984. Now, if you don't call, say that dedication, just like Coach Joe Roberts was there for 35 years, I'm telling you right now, there's something special going on over there at Armstrong Land State. If you can keep two coaches there for such a long time. Once again, doubleheaded baseball, doubleheaded softball, exhibition soccer, uh, there's stuff going on in the uh, alumni arena. Get down get down there right there on Abercorn Street and uh, get over there to Armstrong Land. Three bucks to watch a college doubleheader. Not a bad deal. Well, next up, we're going to change it. We're going to talk a little bit about Rashad Spann. Rashad Spann was taken too quickly from us. Basketball player over at Jenkins High School. Started out at Gross. Great kid. Great person. 
just taken too too quickly from us. And now we have the Rashad Span Foundation. And yes, he's touched my life too. I, I met him. Uh, was a player of the week here on the call, Demasi Sports Report. Just uh, I'm getting goosebumps right here thinking about it. But we got a lot going on in his memory. Anthony Dooley Bryant, the GM head coach of the Seaport Sharks, also Rashad's uh, uncle relative is going to come on and talk to us and tell us about the flying let me get this straight the fly high website which is all about the rashad span foundation stay tuned you're listening to the call of the mousy sports report brought to you by optimorthopedics right here on espn radio savannah am 1400 104.3 fm wscg and it's all part of the southern pigskin radio network <laughs> to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optimal Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. And I'm Carl DeMasi. I'm glad you can listen to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report right here on ESPN Radio, Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM, and it's all brought to you, presented to you by Optum Orthopedics. Well, I've been saying this uh, since we started the show. It, it was uh, a shame that this young man was taken so so early in life. Uh, great kid, great basketball player, great, great athlete, great person. And, uh, I mean, they, they have started a foundation now for him, and everybody knows him, the Rashad Span. Uh, Rashad Span is his name, the Rashad Span Foundation. Uh, I mean, uh, just go to flyhighbabyboy.com and you can read about all the stuff that they're going to do in his name and his memory. And uh, something special is going to happen tomorrow. They're going to announce the Rashad Span Memorial Junior High School Area Basketball Player of the Year. And it, it's something special to keep this guy's memory going with his name. I mean, I could just picture him now playing basketball with Jacobs High School, the electricity he brought to the crowd, and the kids on his team looking up to him. I, I know I'm getting, I'm, I'm going further here, but this kid deserves it. And this guy knows a lot more about this young man than I do. And that's the Seaport Sharks GM coach. Yes, he's involved big time in semi-pro football here in Savannah, Georgia. He also is the director of the Rashad Span Foundation. And you can go fly, find out more information at flyhighbabyboy.com uh, website. And he's joining us now on the ESPN Radio Savannah AM 1400, 104.3 FM hotline. He's a good friend of mine, good person. Uh, watched him play uh, high school football, and he's uh, you know a legend in himself. And that's Anthony Dooley Bryant. Good morning, Dooley. Hey, Coach. How you doing? Hey, it's Saturday morning, and we're talking local sports. And we're going to be talking about a kid that was taken too early from us. He had such an impact on this area, Groves High School, Jenkins High School, and you know it better than I do. And I'm glad I could do this for you and your family because this kid was special. Tell us all about your memories of Rashad Span. Hey, I appreciate that, Coach. Um, yeah, Rashad was my nephew. Um, you know, he pretty much came up from the age of four years old playing basketball, uh, AAU. Um, he was on uh, the Nike uh, All-American team, travel team, where he traveled around the country playing. Uh, he played middle school. Um, when he went to high school, he went to Groves. Uh, played on that team that went, I think, 30-2 and two and lost in the, in the playoffs in state and came back in his junior year, led Jenkins to the playoffs, uh, won the WTOC uh, Player of the Year his junior year. And, uh, but the same thing, like all the rest of the athletes in our family, we had knee issues and, 
when he left to go to college, he had he had surgery on his knee um, senior year, so they pretty much held him out all year for the to the playoffs, and he played in the playoffs, and then uh, he had the surgery, uh, went to college, and found out he needed surgery on his other knee. So he came on to have the second surgery and was going back to school, and then uh, this unfortunate incident happened. Yeah, it was unfortunate, and it, you know it, it happened too quickly. And uh, I mean, what, what you know, unbelievable. So um, yeah. I'm trying to find. Yeah. So I, I mean, what more do you want me to go on? But you got something special going on. You got a lot of uh, a lot of um, activities going on, events going on in his memory. Tell us, tell us what's going to happen tomorrow at Jenkins. Um, well, what we're doing is. Um since he won the um, MVP his junior year, we decided to uh, do a memorial award every year for the top junior player. Uh, we're only doing juniors, not seniors, uh, sophomores, the top junior player every year. So what we plan on doing um, is getting with the coaches for next season and have them, have them send their stats in, the two, their two top junior players, but... Uh, find the top junior player and present that award every year and um uh, this year this will happen we're going to be doing it at jenkins high school but next year we'll be doing it at a separate location all the players all the junior players will be invited and uh, we will present that award we try to present that award every year and it, to keep his name alive and um uh, a lot of things we'll be doing um he liked to work with kids um you know teaching them basketball skills that his coaches taught him when he was uh, little, come up to AAU. So we're going to have basketball camps, and we're going to get the coaches that coached him to come out and coach the kids uh, down here uh, at his camp. Well, Rashad, I'm, I'm good. Uh, Rashad, I'm, I, I apologize, Dooley. I'm, I'm looking at my, I'm looking at my notes here, and I'm saying Rashad because, I mean, I've been doing, I've been coaching for thirty something years, and when you lose athletes way early than you should, tragically like he did, tragically in car accidents, it, it really, it really makes you, I mean, it really, it really upsets me. But I, I got to go on with this. I got to talk about it. Um, if you need help basketball, uh, you need an extra coach, let me know what the dates are. I'll be more than happy to, you know, I've been doing basketball for 30 years along with football. I'll be definitely uh, willing to be involved in this because it, it's such a great, great give back. You got the first Rashad Span Memorial uh, Award to the top junior basketball player tomorrow. You got camps going. What are the dates of the camps? Uh, we're doing a, uh, the first camp is um, for kids 12, from 6 years old to 12 years old. That one will be... Um, April the 17th, and then we're doing another one August the 9th, and then we're going to do a camp uh, April the 24th, no, no, uh, my, my bad, uh, April the 24th, we're doing a project for with uh, Habitat for Humanity, and then uh, June the 21st, we'll be doing a 13 to 18-year-old camp. All right, yeah, I'll help you here. This is this is the magic of uh, of uh, radio. Now I can go right to the internet. Let me help you out here. You got May seventeenth and August 9th for your twelve and under basketball camps, right? Yes, sir. And there's only thirty spots available. Yeah, we um, well, it's gonna be thirty five kids because we won't have enough. Uh, we don't want to have too many kids where they really not. They just sitting around. So we're gonna do two kids for two camps for the for the um, for the twelve and under. We have enough coaches so the kids can have, can can really work with the coaches, right? And we're gonna feed them lunch, and we because we just don't want to have 
50 kids in there, and they're just standing around looking, really not getting nothing out of the camp. So we want to keep it to 30 where we can, so these coaches can really work with the kids. So when they leave their camp, they will, they will be learning something. And then you have the uh, building up the community. The uh, Rashad Span Foundation will be joining up with the Coastal Empire Habitat for Humanity on May 24th. Volunteers to help build a house for a low-income family in the area. Hey, that's a great cause too. Then uh, June 21st uh, to the June 21st, you have the 18 and under uh, mini camp. So that'll be going on. And then uh, July 19th to the 20th, you have the Span the Man Basketball Day three-on-three basketball tournament. That sounds pretty exciting. Yeah, we um we did that uh, one year when uh, he was at Grove. We did a uh, a three on three tournament out on the park that he uh, grew up on, and him, uh, I think Damo and and Keenan, who played with him at Grove, those three won won the championship two years in a row. So we decided to bring that three on three tournament back, and actually what we're doing is everyone that signs up get a T shirt. And um, those T-shirts will have his three numbers on it, number three, number four, and number 14. So, you know, that's how we will keep his, his name alive, you know, his, his number alive and his name alive. Well, uh, Dooley, great job. I mean, uh, and I'll promote this. Remember, you can find this, all this information, and I'll go slowly with this because I know I'm the, the mad-speaking Italian as I'm uh, labeled here at ESPN Radio Savannah. It's flyhighbabyboy.com, and it's the Rashad Span Foundation. You can go to rashadspanfoundation at gmail.com. I'll put this on my Facebook page, on my blog. Uh, quickly, uh, I'm going to give you about a minute here. You got Well, yeah, I'll give you a minute, but we're going to do a two-minute drill here. All right, let's switch it now. I told you I want to give you some publicity. The Seaport Sharks. Give us a quick update. What's going on? Well, we had uh, we just started practicing. Uh, we had our tryouts. Uh, we got about uh, 40 players right now. Um, we're still looking for uh, about 10 or 15 more players. Uh, always looking for linemen. Um, we had the league at the league went to the league meeting last week. We should be getting the schedule uh, at the end of the month, around the middle of the month, or end of the month, uh, so we can post that. But. Um, the team looks pretty good. We got a lot of players, a lot of new college players. A lot of the older guys are, are retiring, coming out the coach. So we got a, a real young team this year, a lot of speed. Um, so we going, actually, a little secret, we going to be running the no huddle offense this year. So we're going to be a real fast team this year. Well, Anthony, uh, Dooley, uh, great job. Keep up the great work. And once again, tomorrow at Jenkins, we have the first Rashad Span Memorial uh, Trophy going to the best junior basketball player in the area. Keep up the great work. Let me know who wins. we gotta, we got to get this on the Facebook page. And uh, once again, uh, I don't think many people will ever forget Rashad Span. And uh, what you're doing is really great. I appreciate it, Coach. And once again, that's Anthony Dooley from the Rashad Span Foundation. They're going to honor the best junior basketball player tomorrow at Jenkins High School, and that will be given out every year to the best junior basketball player here in Savannah, Georgia. Great cause. And he also is the Seaport Sharks football, semi-pro football team, GM, head coach. Uh, you can find out more information online there. So once again, uh, great cause. Get involved. And it's all at flyhighbabyboy.com. Next up, we'll wrap up the first hour. I can't believe this is already over. Get ready, PJ Zuko, the man that hosts the high school football preview show every every Thursday night here in Savannah, Georgia. And is also a big sports fanatic like I am. We'll talk a little March Madness, right here on ESPN Radio, and it's all presented to you by 
Optimal Orthopedics. And stay tuned, because we'll be right back. I'm Cole DeMossi. See you in four minutes. And now, back to the Carl DeMossi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. <laughs> And I'm Carl Demasi, and I'm glad you could join me for the Carl Demasi Sports Report every Saturday morning from 9 until 11 right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM, WSCG. And it's all brought to you by Optum Orthopedics. They're doctor-led and patient-focused. Well, I'm excited. We got March Madness. We got the Final Four going on today. And you know what? You can still be involved in March Madness, even though... You might have lost your brackets and went out the window, but ESPN Radio Savannah and ESPN Coastal Georgia have hooked up with Coach's Corner. John Henderson and the boys over there at Coach's Corner. And you can still make your picks and win prizes, win money. And that's all through the Ludo app. That's L-O-O-D-O, the Ludo app. Go, go get it right now. Pick your final four picks, and you can win prizes. you still got time to do it. And it's a great thing. Everyone that registers gets invited to uh, the big ESPN Savannah 104 Point three AM fourteen hundred coaches corner wrap up party. Big prizes, a lot of fun. Get involved. You still got today to do it and show up there on Monday. Once again, and uh we got the final four. Florida taking on Kentucky and Wisconsin. sorry. Florida taking on Connecticut and Wisconsin taking on Kentucky. And I'm telling you right now, Florida's last loss was to the University of Kentucky, the Huskies. So PJ, PJ Zuko, the director of the show down there in Brunswick, online with us. It's revenge time for the Gators. They're going to take some Huskies today, buddy. Yeah, yeah, it looks like it. And uh, the Huskies are playing well, though. They're not going to be an easy out. Shabazz Napier looking like Kemba Walker more every game. Um, they, they got through some tough teams, really. The, the most impressive win they had, obviously, was Michigan State. They got an injury-ridden Iowa State team, and then Villanova, who was uh, probably a weaker two-seed than, than you might imagine. But the, the Gators are playing really well. I'm sure they'll have revenge on the mind, and it's hard to beat a team twice in the same season. Um, especially, you got Scotty Wilbekin. It's hard to keep him down. Patrick Young in the middle. Uh, you have Prather there as well, and, and Michael Frazier on the outside hitting threes all day. If Michael Frazier is on, I think that's the wild card. Um, I think Wobekin and Patrick Young are going to play good every game. I think if Frazier is good from shooting outside, it's going to be really, really hard for, for Connecticut to pull off the upset. It's going to be hard anyway. But if Frazier's hitting threes, it is hard to stop Florida. Ho, ho, buddy. You know, I'm a coach that preaches defense. You know, offense wins games. Defense wins uh, championships. And I'm telling you, Wilbekin against Napier. Wilbekin is probably the best defensive, even though he gets no credit for it, the best defensive point guard I've seen in a long time. And I think the little revenge factor, watching the film from the last time they play, I think Wilbekin can shut down Napier. And I think that's the key to the whole game. And, you know, you are right. Uh Connecticut had to go through a hard bracket. They had to beat Villanova. Of course, Iowa State uh, was injured, and Michigan State, you know, everybody had Michigan State winning the whole thing. So the Huskies are going to be tough. But I think this Florida team, which is seeding, uh, senior-laden, senior-led, too tough to beat here, buddy. Oh, yeah, definitely. And and uh, they have uh, – what. 
Uh, Connecticut has their experience as well with, with Napier and Boatwright as well. But um, that, like you said, senior ridden on, on the Gators' standpoint. And Scotty Wil- Wilbekin versus Shabazz Napier, I think that's going to be the best guard matchup we have in the whole tournament. I, I think it's going to be amazing to watch and see how Wilbekin plays defense on him. And also on the other end, because Wilbekin plays pretty darn good offense, and he hits those bank shots from everywhere on the court. It's going to be such a great guard matchup, and it's 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 crazy that we have it not in the... It, these are two or some of the best Final Four games I, I think we're going to have it in a long time. I think they're great matchups tonight. Okay, now Wisconsin Badger, I know you and I know we're up against the clock. You got, uh, you know, uh, Wisconsin uh, on a roll. I mean, and, and Kentucky, number 18 with all the, uh, the, fab, the fab five again from way back when with Michigan. So, I mean, the Wildcats had to, had to beat Wichita State, which I love because I think Wichita State was overrated. Louisville, Michigan especially. And then, you know, the Badgers with Frank Kaminsky. Just, just an exciting thing. So, in 30 seconds, give us your point of view, and then we'll get on to our picks, and we got to go to break. Uh, I think the key here is the wild, the crazy-haired Frank Kaminsky, and who matches up with him? Is it Randall? Uh, is Collie Stein able to play? It, it, you know what's going on with him? Can the Harrisons hit those crazy shots that they've been hitting? <laughs> uh, I think at some point, a lot of people are saying they're not freshmen anymore because they've played up to thirty-something games now, forty games now. But I think the the inconsistency that we've seen earlier in the season, I think the uh, uncohesiveness that they had during the season. And it's going to rear up its ugly head at some point. And at some point, uh, I think Kentucky's going to fall through the cracks. I'm not saying they're going to get blown out, but I think it might rear its ugly head. And I think it's going to happen in this game. I have Wisconsin. This is probably one of the best offensive teams Bo Ryan's ever had. I mean, he likes playing defense and wearing down the clock, but these guys can play offense. I think the Badgers, a team that not a lot of people were talking about getting the Final Four in the championship game, I think they make it with Bo Ryan. Well, you know, I love Bo Ryan. Great story. Longtime coach, dedicated. But I'm telling you right now, here are my picks. I'm going with the Gators because I think Billy the Kid Donovan, another New York local boy from my area in New York, uh, I think they just got too much for the, cut, the Huskies this time. Even though I love Napier, I'm going with the Gators to take on the Cinderella story, the Fab Five, with another Italian. Come on, you're the hairy Italian. We're the Italians. I got to go with John Calipari because he's 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 brought this young group of freshmen uh, through a whole season where they've matured into now, like you said, playing almost like a, like an experienced group. So I'm looking for the Gators against the Kentucky Wildcats. Yeah, Calipari, a, a great coach, looking to get another championship. Uh, I'm got, I got to go with the Gators and Wisconsin. Like I said, uh, I think uh, they they both make it to the championship, and we have a great coaching matchup with Billy, the kid Donovan, like you said, and Bo Ryan. Just two great teams. I think they both make it. I think both games tonight though are within three points. You got it. I agree. They're going to be nail biters. Going to be exciting. PJ, always great. Always great job doing that board. We got to get out of here. Remember, hour number two coming up. You're listening to the call of the Monster. Sports Report right here on ESPN Radio, Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM. We'll be right back with our number two. This has been the Carl DeBossi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. <laughs> 
This is the Carl DeMasi Sports Report. Excited to be back here again to talk about local sports. And that's what the show's about, local sports. Sponsored by Optum Orthopedics. You want to hear about your favorite local athlete, your favorite local team, your favorite local high school, middle school, pop water football team, YMCA basketball team, city league. That's what it's all about. Let's talk about it. Let's let people know about it. On ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. Good morning, Savannah, and welcome to hour number two of the Call of the Mossy Sports Report brought to you by Optum Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio. AM 1400 and 104.3 FM WSEG, and it's all part of the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. And we're into hour number two. Got to thank my guest in the first hour, the head baseball coach at Armstrong Atlantic State, Calvin Culberson. Give us an update what's going on there after 25 games into the season. Even though he's a first-year head coach, he's been there for over 18 years. Great job there. And, of course, to Anthony Dooley, Bryant. The director of the director of the Rashad Span Foundation, which you can find out all the information about the Rashad Span Foundation at flyhighbabyboy.com. Remember, we're going to give out the first Rashad Span outstanding junior basketball player tomorrow at Jenkins High School. I'm excited about to see who it is. And then once again, PJ Zuko for giving us his insight on the March Madness that's happening today. With Florida taking on Kentucky. Sorry, I always do that because I'm thinking about I want Florida taking on Kentucky at the end. But it's Florida taking on Connecticut, which is the last team to be Florida, Connecticut Huskies. And then we got Wisconsin taking on Kentucky and John, Pal- John Calipari and, Joe- and Bo Ryan. I mean, just a great matchup coach-wise and player-wise. But anyway, we got to get to this man because I know he's got a busy day set up. He's here for the third straight year. Coaching the Savannah Sandnats, or sorry, he's the manager, he's the skipper. And uh, I met him the other day at the uh, press conference, the media day for the Sandnats on Tuesday at Coach's Corner. And uh, he just loves Savannah. You could tell by the way he was talking about Savannah, talking about Grayson Stadium, talking about his players. He just loves being here. Big win last night. The Savannah Sandnats beat the Lakewood Blue Claws. 10 to 1, local boy John Gant on the mound. Savannah lived here till he was 11. 10 1, excited about it. Over 6,000 people the first two days. Come on, people. You want the Sandnats to stay here? Get out there and show support. Okay, and he's joining us now on the ESPN Radio, AM 1400, 104.3 FM hotline. The, the manager of the Savannah Sandnats back for a third year in a row, Luis Rojas. Good morning, coach. Hey, good morning, Carl. How you doing this morning? Hey, it, it's it's Saturday morning. I'm talking local sports, and I'm talking to a guy like you. What more can I want to do? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm I'm excited to be back. I mean, you you said it there a couple of times. You know, it's a beautiful city, and you know, great fans, and uh, you know, we're excited to kick off the season. And we already have two games under the belt, and we'll keep it going. Hopefully, we'll keep it going like we did last night. And the guys showed up last night pretty good, especially our starter John Gann. You mentioned it. Well, you know, we'll get to John Gant in a second, but Luis, what, what makes coming back to Savannah so special for you? This is your third year here, and I know when I asked you that question on Tuesday, you had a big smile on your face. What, what do you like about Savannah so much that you don't mind coming back here year in and year out? Well, uh, you know, the 
first of all, the weather is kind of like uh, what I'm coming from. You know, we got a, a different mix of of things here. You know, near the uh, near the coast, uh, it, so it's pretty nice. It kind of like makes me feel like home. Also, you know, it's uh, it's a good place. It's very calm. You know, the people are very uh, warming uh, uh, around here. You know, and it's pretty good when you. Uh, Come back to a place where you see familiar faces. You know, you have a front office like you do there in the sand nets. Having John Katz as your uh, president just make, makes uh, things easier for you uh, to work throughout the season with your team, you know, whoever they get to bring here. I mean, we have a good mix this year. We have a couple of uh, first-rounders, and we have guys that, that are coming from, from uh, com- competitive teams uh, last year. That Kingsport team in, in our Appalachian League is like two levels down, but they play in the playoffs. And then the New York Penn League guys, they, they did a great job. I mean, that pitching staff there, they 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 finish with a they finish with a two point eight ERA combined. So uh, I mean it's it's nice to come back and have a front office and and the fans and a, and a, and the nice weather like we do have here and and you know just just make it makes it a lot easier for me to uh, uh, get the job done with the guy, with whatever the guys the guys bring here. Well, it seems like you assembled a great group right there, and I know the Mets organization puts it together. You, but now you're entering your ninth year in the Mets organization, and you're you're at the basic level of Triple A baseball, okay, which is Class A. And I mean, you gotta you gotta develop these young men, and like they did last year, you lost half the team at the midway point because you know what? Every minor league ball player wants to get to the next level or to the to the better level at the level you're at. Tell me what it was like winning the championship, even though you lost some of your key players and. Winning it here for the first time in 17 years for the for the Savannah people. Well, it was an exciting year. I mean, we, we definitely uh, had a really good first half. You know, the uh, the season here is divided in two halves. I mean, you to win the first half, you already were clinched to the playoffs, and uh, that's what we did last year. I mean, we we took care of business in the first half, and, and we had a great team. I mean, uh, we were scoring runs, we were throwing the ball good. I mean, the pitchers did a great job. You know, starters and relievers, and I mean, we just had a great mix. And, and then, like you say. Guys want to move up, and they deserve uh, getting move up. You know, they want to get closer to the big leagues. That's what uh, everybody wants to get up there, and that's what we want. We want to give the uh, the championship players uh, up there to to New York. You know, so help the uh, big league uh, team win. That's a priority. But in the second half, we we you know those holes that that there were left, especially our third and fourth hitter uh, last year that, that moved up in the in the middle of the season. Those holes were practically filled up. You know, and uh, a little bit. You know, not as much with the numbers that they put in the first half, but uh, the guys, you know, kept playing good in the second half, and the pitching was always good. We we had good uh, good pitching last year, and that kept us uh, in the loop. And whenever we went to those uh, uh, best of three and then best of five series in the uh, playoffs, I think our, our pitchers had the advantage uh, uh, to win both series and, and become champions last year. Yeah, and I know with baseball, whatever level you are, pitching is key. And last year, last two years, you had a great guy in uh, Frank Viola. And if everybody knows, he went through open-heart surgery uh, on Wednesday, came through with flying colors. He's going to have to take a year off because he was promoted to AAA. But now you got Mark Valdez coming in, which, you know, he doesn't have two, you know he doesn't have shabby credentials either because he also played minor league baseball for the Marlins, the Expos, the Braves. He had a little stint with the Yankees. Uh, but, you know, you got some pretty good uh, help with you. Tell us about your coaching staff quickly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, having Mark here, I was, I was here uh, when I was a bench coach in 2010. Mark was the uh, pitching coach, and he earned the uh, uh, Coach of the Year award that year here. So, and and Mark uh, ended up coaching in Double A the next year in 2011. And uh, you know, he's a great coach. I mean, he's coming back here. He knows the league. Uh, he's coached here a couple of years already. Like uh, I think around three years, he's done it before. So he knows the league. You know, he knows the trips. He knows uh, how to keep the guys fresh as well. And and you know, he's he's got his plans uh, set up. 
and I think you know it's going to be a good uh, year for the for the kids, you know, around Mark and and Pat Cushy. You know, it's his first year coaching, but it looks like he's been coaching for a while. I mean, we're talking about a guy that played his last year uh, uh, professional baseball last year, played in in Triple A and part of the, the year in Mexico, and he hit thirty home runs uh, last year. I mean, it's tough to to really. Uh, Leave the game after he hit 30 home runs, but he made that decision and and to become a coach and and you know what he's a great one. He's, he's you know he's, he's he's got patience and you know he's very uh, he communicates very well with the guys and you know I think we have a really good mix with the staff and the uh, trainer is uh, Eric Velasquez. I worked with him before. Uh, winter ball uh, where I work in uh, in winter in the Dominican. He's he's gone there as the uh, head trainer and also in the golf course he was my trainer. He's bilingual, an excellent trainer. And, and, you know, he's got a great eye and great feel of what the guys are, are doing and feeling on and off the field. And uh, first-year strength coach also is looking pretty good. Uh, Tristan McLaren uh, is doing a great job, you know, at the beginning of the season, and he's adapting to the league as well. I mean, I feel pretty good about my staff, and I think we have a good mix along with the uh, group of players that we have that we brought here. Well, you know, it, it's something uh, it's something special when you, you can always keep a good staff together, and you've been lucky enough to do that. And I know it takes a lot of coordination on you being the main man, and you've done a good job with every, they, uh, whoever the Mets uh, have given you. I'm Carl DeMasi. You're listening to Carl DeMasi Sports Report. I'm talking to Luis Rojas, the uh, manager of the Savannah Sandnets, the uh, Class A, AAA affiliate of the New York Mets. Now, last night was special, but first night, I'll tell you right now, Luis, I've never seen a line wrapped around Grayson Stadium, and I've been here almost 20 years. Last night, you get almost 2,000 people to show up. It's just something special when you see these fans coming out to watch you guys play, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, we feel pretty good, and the, the, even the players that were, I have heard some comments around them, you know, uh, when I'm walking around them, you know, about the uh, uh, support that the fans are giving, you know, showing up on the field, and and uh, you know that's pretty good. It, it gets us, you know, it backs us up, and and I think you know it brings a lot of excitement to to the game on a daily basis. You know, the guys showing up, uh, you know, having the championship last year is outstanding, and and you know, but we're we're now from scratch, and and the group that's here, it's it's going to perform hard on a daily basis and you know the support that the fans are, are bringing uh, by you know showing up and giving good attendances like they've done in the first two games I think that's you know like, that's like having the, the tent hitter in the in the lineup you know like having a second pitcher out there also throwing it's, it's the extra that's going to give the, the guys you know that adrenaline to perform even better I know the, the tenth man in baseball. We got the twelfth man in football. We got the sixth man in basketball. Now we got the tenth man in baseball. And people don't realize the fans make a di- big difference. Now, quickly, we got about a minute and a half to go here, and I know you want to talk more about players. But former Savannian grew up here till he was eleven years old. Towed the rubber last night for you, John Gant. Six strong innings, seven strikeouts, one hit. Pretty impressive for a young kid that's coming back home, eh? Yes, yes. So I was. Very impressed with his start. I mean, it's been a, a, a couple of years since I've seen him pitch. I, I pitched here in the road one uh, one time when he got called up at the end of the uh, 2012 season, and uh, you know he looked good. He looked really good. He only had one one bad inning in that start, but last night I saw you know his, his demeanor has grown. I mean, you can see that he's growing as a pitcher. He's pitching inside, uh, uh, not afraid to attack hitters, especially in clutch situations. You know, he ran into a couple of uh, uh, interesting situations early in the ball game, and, and, and he just. You know, he went after batters pitching inside, which is, you know, what you want from a pitcher. You know, and and I think uh, he got tougher. The situation got uh, got tough in, at the beginning of the game, and then his secondary pitches came into play as uh, as the game progressed. He just got sharper. I mean, he was throwing the ball 92, 93 miles at 
at the end of his outing. I mean, that shows a lot, you know, for the first out, for the first out of the season for him. So, good start. I mean, you know, we're gonna we're gonna make sure that he keeps uh, stays fresh throughout the year, and and you know, we, we want more quality starts like that from John. We look forward for it. Well, Luis, I got a, I got a uh, hard break here, and I know I got to get get get, but I got to have you back because I want to talk about the re- next. Uh, talk about more players. I know you got a seven game homestand tonight, six o'clock against Lakewood. Tomorrow, two o'clock against Lakewood. Uh, the first seven games homestand. Great job. I look forward to talking to you again. And thanks for taking the time and your busy schedule. Come on and tell Savannah about this year's Savannah Sandnets. Okay, thank you for having me, Carl. And uh, we'll talk later. Okay. You you got it. That's Luis Rojas, the manager of the Savannah Sandnets. Remember, they got a seven-game homestand. They'll play tonight at 6 o'clock against Lakewood. They open up. Then they play tomorrow at 2 o'clock against Lakewood. Then on uh, Monday, they'll open a three-game uh, series with Augusta right here in Savannah, Georgia. Seven straight days at Grayson Stadium. Get out there, show support. First game, 4,700 fans. Last night, 1,900 fans. You're doing a great job. You want to keep those sand nats here, people? Get out there and show your support. And it's, it's always great, great talking to Luis Rojas. Great guy. Three years here in Savannah. Love Savannah. Think he's, I think he's becoming a Savannahian right now. Next up, we'll go to the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week. I'll tell you who that is in two seconds because I have to give a shout-out to my sponsor. Without them, this wouldn't happen. With 26 of the finest and best-trained orthopedic surgeons in the region, a full-service outpatient surgery center, digital MRI, x-ray services, physical therapy, hand therapy, one convenient location, Optum Orthopedics is your best choice for comprehensive orthopedic care, and they support our local athletes and our local sports. The center is located at 210 East Durant Avenue, right here in beautiful Savannah, Georgia. Right now it's 67 degrees and sunny, and it's beautiful. The rain's coming in. So make sure you get out there and do something special. And remember, it, they're located at 210 East Durant Avenue, or you can visit them on the World Wide Web at Optum, O-P-T-I-N, OptumHealth.com. Next up, the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week from St. Vincent's Soccer Emily Drown, you're listening to the Call of the Monster Sports Report, brought to you by Optum Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio, AM 1400, 104.3 FM, WSCG, and it's all part of the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. And I'm Carl DeMasi, and I'm glad you can join me for the Carl DeMasi Sports Report. Once again, presented to you by Optum Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM, WSEG. And remember, Optum Orthopedics is doctor-led and patient-focused. Well, you know, Saturday morning, I'm talking local sports, and I say it every week, but this is one of my favorite parts of the show is when we get to bring in the kids. The kids that are excelling on the football field, basketball court, soccer field, baseball field. Hey, if you got someone that's excelling, please, please call me. 912-507-9158. That's 912-507-9158. Email me. Now, this is very simple now. It's kdemasi, K-D-E-M-A-S-I, at ESPNCoastal.com. Please, I want to get the good kids on here. Facebook me at the Call Demasi Sports Report. There's so much social media now. Tweet me at KD Sports Report. I mean, let's get the good kids on here. Let's talk to the good kids. And uh, this young lady is in studio. Yes, she's joining me now in the ESPN Savannah AM 1400 104.3 FM studio live. Uh, unbelievable season so far. Uh, St. Vincent's. 
ranked fifth in the state in double A girls soccer. Always, always been a uh, perennial playoff team, and they're always strong. Uh, they've played eleven games. They're nine and two. They haven't lost a region game yet. So I think they're not. So they're eleven and two. So they're nine and zero in region play. Last night wasn't in the paper. It wasn't on the news. They beat Toons County eleven to one. This young lady had two goals and an assist. That gives her sixteen for the season goals. That gives her fourteen assists. She was some out of morning news. Um, first team all soccer player last year with twenty three goals, twenty three assists. She was all region last year. Very very good soccer player. She plays on the United. Uh, the, sorry, let me get. The, is it United? Savannah United. Savannah United soccer traveling team. Uh, just a great student athlete. I mean, AP classes in history and English, uh, honors in English. I mean, honor roll every year. What can you say? She's a student athlete and she's joining us now right here in the ESPN AM 1400 104.3 FM studio. This week's Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week senior, St. Vincent soccer player Emily Drown. Good morning, Emily. Good morning. Hey, I'm glad you could come on, find a time to talk about uh, your soccer career, but once again, Lady Saints off to a great uh, soccer season. Oh, yeah. Um, won all of our region games, and we're hoping to win region like we always do. Well, I got your schedule right here, and uh, right now it looks like the tough one is going to be uh, April 18th home against Vidalia. They're 10-1. I don't know what they are in region. I'll look up the region uh, um, the region uh, standings in a couple mm -hmm. of seconds. But, I mean, soccer, okay? Great sport. I know it took me a while to like it. Uh, once I coached it, which the ladies, and I'm going to give these ladies a lot of credit, mm -hmm. FEM County High School taught me how to coach the game. You know, I took it in college, Christian. You know, being, right. being a college uh, phys ed major, you got to take sports. Mm -hmm. And I really got to play it. But, you know, me, I like being in the goal. I mean, I wasn't the one for running up and down and all that <laughs> stuff. But, uh, you know, soccer has, when, when, did, when, when did you start playing soccer? And who made you, or not made you, who got you involved in soccer? Um, really at St. James, I went to middle, middle school there and I started in first grade and then when I, I loved it and I started really getting serious and I started traveling team probably in about the fourth grade and I kept playing ever since. Yeah, and, and you know, you've been very successful at it and, uh, you know, from what I could see, you know, whether it's scoring goals or assisting on goals, you gotta like, so you, gotta, you gotta like something about the sport. What does Emily like about the sport about soccer? Definitely the competition. Um, I'm a very competitive person, and I love to win. Well, you know, nobody likes to win. I mean, no, nobody <laughs> likes to lose. As soon as you step on the field, you know, the, the, the adrenaline, the competitive comes out in you. Now, like I said, there's so much that goes in sports. You could be a defensive player. You could be an offensive player. You could be a goal scorer. You can be the assist person. What, what do you feel is your best soccer skill? Is it dribbling, passing, seeing the field? I mean, what's Emily's best uh, skill? Uh, I think it's definitely seeing the field and being the playmaker, and I love seeing the goal being scored and me being a part of that whole play. Well, I know last year, um, St. Vincent girl won the... Um, Bailey Jackson. Bailey Jackson won yes. the uh, Savannah Morning News Player of the Year, Region Player of the Year, but there's got to be someone to get the ball. So, I mean, i got to give you a lot of credit because that's being unselfish when you're looking to pass the ball up and get the person to score. I mean, that's something every coach, and I've been coached for a long time, you want people like that because you have to have people to help the, the best player out there to score goals or score baskets, whatever it is. But that's, that's, that's a great way to look at it. Now, with sports, you know, I have my football players, basketball players, baseball players going through routines to get better. Uh, what routines have you used to get, be a better soccer player? And if you're playing traveling soccer, you've got to have pretty good skills. Mm -hmm. What's the routine to make you a better soccer player? 
Um, no specific routine other than trying to keep my fitness up and staying in shape. And I think practice makes perfect, so I constantly practice every day. Well, you know, that, that's the truth. When it becomes repetitive and, you know, you do it every day, you get better at it. Now, t I'm, I'm going to go off the, off the questions here now. Mm -hmm. What's it like playing traveling soccer versus playing high school soccer? Traveling soccer as a whole, it's a lot more competitive and serious and playing against girls that want to play at a higher level in college and high school it's well in our region it's more against playing um, against teams that just want to have fun and play soccer. So there, there is a big difference yes. and you know to get better you have to play against better and you know right. you know the traveling soccer you're playing on the best team and you guys won some big tournament last year right? Oh yeah, South Carolina, something like that. Something like that. Uh -huh. So I saw that. I saw that researching information on you last night. So, I mean, you got to. Now, you know, every coach has a goal for his team or mm -hmm. her team. Okay, in your case, Coach Tverdi is a test Tverdi. Uh, so, um, what was the goal? Let's before we get to the team goal. Did you set any personal goals? Like, do you want to have fifty assists? I mean, do you want to just uh, get the team? What was your personal goal for the season? Um, as a senior, our team actually has a lot of freshmen on it and I wanted to step up and be a role model to them and help lead the team to win as many games as possible. So you told me about there's a lot of freshmen on the team and you guys haven't lost the game in region yet. Right. Yes, well, a very young team. So I mean it, it seems like that. Can you know uh, as far as the team goal, I mean what what, what does Coach uh, Tiverti have you guys as uh, put together as a team goal? What 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 did the team come up with? Well in the past, we've only made it to the Elite Eight the past years that I've been at St. Vincent's. Only? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty special when you can be one of the best eight teams in your conference, but, you know, you want to get further than that. So guys. Right. It gets old after a while, and this year we want to make it to the Final Four, and, of course, we always win region, and we have to make that again this year. So, I mean, you know, it seems like right now, like I said, I know Vidalia, from what I'm looking at, I can't find a region... Uh, the region stands here. They're ten and one overall, so it looks like it's going to be a. Uh, oh, I can get their region uh, record right here. It looks like it's going to be a big. Game. They're only eight and one, so okay. that's going to be your matchup. And it's next Tuesday night, Optimus Field, right? Right. It's wow. our senior night, so we're ready to play them. How many seniors are on the team? Only how many? One, two, four. Four seniors. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now here's your chance. Hopefully you wrote down some names. Let's send some love out to your teammates. Uh, give some uh, you know kudos out to your teammates. So go right ahead. You want to talk about the other senior girls? Go. This is your chance. All right. Um, Megan Weeks. She holds the defense well, really well together. We've been playing ever since we were little. Um, Mary Catherine. She tore ACL last year, and she's coming back Mary strong. Catherine Hopkins. Hopkins. Okay. She's coming back really strong this year. Erin O'Hearn, she's a sophomore. She didn't play last year, but she's playing this year, and she's a very strong player, and she plays center mid. She's holding the middle of the field really well. And Sarah Stewart, she's our forward. I give her assists a lot, and she's always there to score our goals. Young, old, uh, senior? She's a freshman, actually, yep. Well, you know, if you're listening to this, if you think St. Vincent's is a senior-laden team this year, well, it's not, even though the seniors are playing a big role. So watch out because there's going to be more years coming with that soccer program. So uh, now, you know, your teammates are having a good season, but there's always got to be a good coach, okay? There's got to be someone <laughs> to put you guys together. And, you know, Coach Testaverde, uh seems like she's on top of it. She's had, had you guys uh, playing at the top last couple. Tell us something that you want people to know about Coach Test to Verdi. 
Well, she's kind of new to our St. Vincent soccer program. It's her second year coaching the varsity team, and she keeps us focused and disciplined, and she's taught us a lot of good things for the soccer program at St. Vincent's, and I think she'll do really well in the years to come. Well, you know, two years, not too bad. Final eight last year and, you know, maybe the right. final four, maybe the whole whole thing uh, by the end of the year, which I know for your senior year would be great. And it uh, seems like she's doing a great job keeping you guys together, cohesiveness with the young girls and the older girls. Now, you know, let's go off the tangent here. Let's throw the athletics out of the window here. You're, you're a good student. You, do you have time to participate in any extra uh, other extracurricular activities? Uh, do you play any sports first, other sports? Uh, yes, yeah. I did cross country in the fall. How'd you like that? I, I liked it. I mostly did it to keep me in shape, but it was nice. It was fun. Because running uh, soccer and, and right. running go hand in hand because you never stop, okay? Mm -hmm. So uh, as far as academics, uh, as far as extracurriculars other than sports, what are you involved in? Uh, I, I enjoy CrossFit a lot. It's fun. Um, I'm in student council at school, and other than that, I really don't have much time for anything else except hang out with my friends a little bit on the weekends and that's about it so and what about the you know you're, you're at st vincent so you got the big activities you know you're involved in the st patty's activities and all that stuff too oh yeah of course um do a bunch of extracurriculars at school like lots of ha and do being in student council i have to run the dances and things like that so and so. you know Parafest is a big deal, which just passed, so you got to be involved in yep. that for four years. Volunteering that and everything, yep. So you have to volunteer, you have to be there. We'll say you have to volunteer. <laughs> okay. Now, as far as playing high school sports, I know you're playing on the Savannah United traveling team. What is playing high school sports at St. Vincent's meant to Emily Brown? Um, I think it's a good way to bring the girls together and really bond and be close together. Um, and a lot of hard, hard work at St. Vincent's and dedication. You really have to love the team and love everyone around it and i mean especially having to practice every day really teaches us how to be disciplined yeah time, time management you got to learn that when you go to the next step next Definitely. step what, what, where do you see yourself going in the future college playing college soccer college being a college student tell us about the future um i really want to focus on my grade next year i'm going to be attending university of georgia Congratulations. Thank you. Um, I hope to play intramurals and just major in biology and hopefully go to medical school after that. Not, not a bad goal right there. I know moms <laughs> and dads listen. They've got to be have a big smile on their face about that. So, uh, now, you know, four years, right? St. Vincent for four years. Right. Okay. What is your fondest memory, greatest memory about St. Vincent's? All girls school, no guys. I mean, tell us about your fondest memory about being at St. Vincent's. Well, I love that there's no boys there. <laughs> But <laughs> definitely. Um, ring day probably has to be my best memory there. Getting our rings at St. Vincent's is a really big tradition, and it's really special. And it really, like, symbolizes the sisterhood that we have at the school. So, I mean, you know, every girl has talking about St. Vincent's, you know, the togetherness, no boys, uh, just being able to go to school, not worrying about what you wear. Yes, it's a big difference. we love it. You know? They, they, you know, and St. Vincent has produced a lot of, lot of uh, great student athletes. And uh, now we're talking to Ellie uh, Brown here on the Colorado Sports Board this week's weather. The chiropractor played that week. She's not just a soccer player; she's a student. Uh, I said before I used to go over, and uh, you know, she didn't say much. She's in honors English, honors English, AP history, AP English. I mean, student uh, council. I mean, so you, mm -hmm. you, you've done a great job. And to get into Georgia, which is a lot, of, uh, a lot of students. 
Christian and, and living age is pretty impressive. So if you're soccer feet, uh, your athletes are just as great. Yoda Swoops, Weatherly Chiropractic Clinic, after the week for April 5th. Emily Drown from St. Vincent Soccer. Keep up the great working. Congratulations on being accepted to Georgia and being a Bulldog now. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hey, you know what? Good luck. Hopefully you get to the Final Four. Hopefully you bring home a state championship because it would be nice to have a soccer championship here in Savannah, Georgia. And that's Emily, Emily Drown. I want to say Drowns. It's Drown. Drown. And, uh, Great, great student athlete from St. Vincent's, and she was nominated. Like I said, nominate somebody, please. We want to get them on. You're listening to Call the Master Sports. This segment was sponsored by Other Team Chiropractic Clinic. That hurts, another body parts all, hurts all the time. It makes you mad. The pain drives you crazy. You just want to pick up something and throw it across the room. While at the Weather Team Chiropractic Clinic, you get complete chiropractic care, pain relief to help you move better, have a less painful life, and of course, achieve a healthier life. So visit Dr. Bart Weather. Located at the corner of 70th Avenue and Waters Avenue, right here in Savannah, Georgia. Once again, Emily, thanks for coming in. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hey, anytime, let <laughs> me know what's going on. Hopefully, you'll be coming back with a little story about the championship. You're listening to the Call of the Master Sports Report. Up next, the columnist, Stephen Elmo. If you leave, Stephen, I know we're running a little late, but you're going to get your full time here at the end of the show. This is the Call of the Master Sports Report brought to you by Optimistics right here on ESPN Radio, Savannah, AM 14, 104.3 FM. WSCG, and it's all part of the Southern Skin Radio Network. And now, back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. <laughs> Call Demasi, and you're listening to the Call Demasi Sports Report, brought to you by Optimophilic, right here on ESPN Radio, and 104.3 FM WSEG. We got a lot of golf going on in the area. I mean, you know, we got a big uh, golf tournament down in Sapelo Island. It's the Sapelo, Sapelo Hammock uh, Golf Club. They're hosting an NG Tour event. Uh, big tournament is going on from April 7th to uh, April 13th. And once again, we got to talk about golf in this area because golf is big time here. And, you know, no, no better person than to talk about than the columnist, the weekly golf columnist for Savannah Morning News. Joining us on the ESPN Radio AM 1400, 104.3 FM hotline is the columnist self, Stephen Elmo Weeks. Good morning, Stephen. Hey, good morning, Carl. Hey, Saturday morning, beautiful outside. you got to love it. And, I mean, the Masters coming up next week. And I know we talked about this once before. But, you know, you can get more into this than I can because you've lived here your whole life. I feel, being from New York, I've lived here 20 years, the Masters is part of Savannah, Georgia. And, I mean, you yeah. can relate to that more than I can. So tell us about how people in Savannah think that they're part of the Masters. Well, you know, uh... It's it's interesting because obviously the Masters take place in Augusta, Augusta National, but certainly throughout Georgia, the Masters is celebrated as a part of our our culture. The tournament is really you know something that we all celebrate down you know all over Georgia. And Savannah, like anywhere else, we have all kinds of things we do. You know, there's so many people, and there's such a direct pipeline between Savannah and Augusta. You know, people have their own traditions here. There's Calcutta parties and there's there's, there's tournaments that are played around Masters, you know, around the Masters coming up, and there's parties that are thrown each year, and, and people have the same traditions. They go up the same day, they they go to the same spots, they see they see the same people, they they travel the course in the same way. So it's interesting. And the more I'm writing about a guy who's lived in Savannah for 
1977, but when he was a kid, he saw, he, he grew up in Augusta, when he was a kid, he saw the Masters a little differently than we do, before it was polished, and before CBS make, made it beautiful, he saw the Masters when it was, you know, there was more access, and you could wander around, and it wasn't quite as exclusive as, as it is now, and you know, it's amazing how the tournament has uh, has changed over the years and become this, you know, internationally renowned exclusive event that nobody can get into. Because it wasn't like that, you know, in the in the 50s and 60s. It was just Augusta's hometown tournament. And it was a major golf tournament, but it was a major social event, too. So I think there's a lot of that in Savannah. You know, everybody um, treats the Masters as it's kind of ours as well as theirs. And, it's a Georgia event, you know. It's a it's a event that everybody in Georgia gets gets excited about. Well, I know it's big time, and you know I'm not going to go into it much. But Tiger Woods is not playing in it for the first time in 20 years, so it's going to be exciting. To see, uh, hopefully, some of those new uh, new young guys come up and uh, be the uh, Masters champion. But you know, I, I, I know you know you know more. About Have we ever had anybody make a great run in the Masters? What's that now? We had anybody, professional golfer, ever make a great run from Savannah in the Masters, being a Georgia guy, a Savannian? Uh, a Savannian? No, I don't think it's, Well, I mean, you know, Gene played in the Masters, obviously. Uh, Gene Sowers played in the Masters a couple of times and did okay. But, uh, no, we haven't had much of a history up there. You know, we, we do have some... Uh, we, have, we have folks that get the privilege of playing at Augusta National every once in a while through, you know, through being associated with members and, and being able to... To be on the golf course. My brother Scott has played the golf course, as has my father. But, uh, no, I don't, other than Gene Sowers, I think that's our only Savannian that ever played in Masters. Right, I know Brian Harmon has to win this tournament at the, uh, the uh, what is it, the Shell Open in, in, in Yeah, Texas. he would have to. He, Brian is number 125 in the world right now. And, and if you're in the top 50 in the world and you're not otherwise exempt, you'll be invited to the Masters. But, of course, he's got a ways to go. To get the top fifty, however, you know Brian's strung together uh, a lot of good finishes in a row, and he's he's moving his way up. You know, he started the year at like one eighty six. That's a pretty big move in a, in just a couple of months. Uh, so, you know, maybe next year he'll be in that top fifty, or heck, maybe he'll have a you know maybe he'll have a win, and that'll get him an automatic exemption. Well, you know, it seems like he's playing around. He's been making the cuts, and, uh, you know, I'd love to see him make it. Now, we got a lot of little things going on. Little, but we got tournaments going on here. We have the Sapelo Hammock is hosting the the Sapelo Hammock Golf Club is holding, uh, hosting the NGA Tour event. Savannah Harbor has, is hosting Pro-Am. We got Savannah Country Club that's hosting a qualifier in June. So tell us some of uh, these big things happening. Yeah, you know, the event that I'm most interested in, Carl, is, is my event, is Peter uh, Golf Classic coming up on April 28th at uh, the club at Savannah Harbor to support Dancing Stars of Coastal Georgia and the, and the Coastal Georgia Alzheimer's Association. You know, that's a, it's something that's near and dear to my heart, and, uh, you know, I hope people will, will come out and play with us. It's, it's 110 bucks for, for a person to play and $400 if you want to you know, put in a four-person team, and I really hope that people understand that the Alzheimer's Association is going to be there if you need them, you know, if your family needs them, but they need us. They need our support, and this is a this is a really fun way to support an organization that provides services to 15 Georgia counties. So this is it's a big deal to try to find a way to, you know, to contribute to, a, uh, to an organization in the Alzheimer's Association that, that really is, is always there. They never take a day off. 
if, if your family needs them, they'll be there for you. So call me at 596-016 if you want to play in the Gator Golf Classic to support uh, you know, dancing stars of Coastal Georgia and the Coastal Georgia chapter of the Alzheimer's Association. Yeah, you also can go to Facebook to uh, Dancing Star Gator to, to find out more about the Gator Golf Classic which is uh, benefiting the Dancing Stars of Coastal Georgia. And uh, it's a great cause. Call Stephen at 596-6016. You you know, we need your help. We need whole sponsors. We need a lot of people to get involved, right? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if you want to see some great junior golf, Savannah Quarters this weekend is hosting a national junior golf tournament. The American... uh, the American Junior Golf Association is uh, is putting on a tournament there, and it's, there's only one kid from Savannah in it, but you're going to see the top 84 golfers in the country come together to play in a preseason event, and it is uh, it should be uh, really really good golf uh, out there this weekend. Those guys will that's a hard golf course, but they'll they'll shoot some good scores. Uh, you'll see some scores in the 60s, maybe the maybe the uh, low 70s, but there'll be some guys under par out there. Well, you know, once again, golf is golf. You're going to have to play whatever age group you're going to be excited about watching these young stars. All right, quickly, you know, you got a muted here, Columbus. you got Florida, Kentucky, Florida, Connecticut, Wisconsin, Kentucky. What are your picks? You know, I think Kentucky has changed the way they play ball. I, I don't know what Calipari said or did or threatened them with, but I think <laughs> I think Kentucky's going to get Wisconsin tonight, and then I think Florida's going to get uh, they're going to get another shot at Florida. They lost to them three times this year. I, I have a weird feeling the Cats might come out of Dallas as a national champion. All right, once again, and that's been Elmo Weeks, the columnist for the Savannah Morning News golf column every Sunday or every other Sunday in the Savannah Morning News. Check out his column. Uh, great event that he's uh, helping fund or, or direct. That's the Gator Golf Classic, which benefits the Dancing and Stars of Coastal Georgia. Remember, you're interested in playing, uh, just go to Facebook at... Um, Dancing Star Gator, you can go to or give Stephen a call at 596-6016 to find out more. Once again, the show has been going quick. Next up, we'll be right back. Shit out. You're listening to the Call of the Massey Sports Report, brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM, WSCG. Take it away. We'll be right back, PJ. to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. And I'm Carl DeMasi, and I'm glad... Now you can join me for the Call of the Monster Sports Port every Saturday morning right here from 9 until 11 on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 14, 104.3 FM. Uh, it always goes quick. Uh, you know, i got about two and a half minutes to wrap it up here. Second, second, second hour has always got a lot of guests that I love talking to, and sometimes I run a little over. Stephen Weeks, we lost connection, but remember, you got to help support the Alzheimer's Association. Remember the Gator Golf Classic, April 28th. It benefits the Dancing Stars of Coastal Georgia. Gator Rivers, our legendary Holland Globetrotter, is representing this uh, cause, and it's a great event. April 28th, 2014, and at Club at Savannah Harbor. They need all sponsors. Give Stephen Weeks a call at five nine six six zero one six. Call me. I'll set you up with him. Email me. Facebook me. Kate Demasi. 
at uh, ESPNCoach.com. Let's get the sport. Let's get the people out there. Okay, wrap it up. Remember, Armstrong Atlantic State has a lot of things going on. The baseball game starts at 11, doubleheader. Softball game is out there at 1 and 3. We got uh, soccer playing um, in an exhibition. So the state is on the road. Uh, they're at North Carolina Central. Uh, that's the softball team, baseball teams at Jackson State. SCAD, remember, the number one National Women's Lacrosse League champion, uh, last year champion, uh, they're undefeated at 10-0. They play today at 4 o'clock at the SCAD Athletics Complex right over to Bridge and Hardyville. Uh, they're taking on Emmanuel College. They could wind up, uh, wind up being undefeated uh, first time in history. The men follow right after that against Georgia Southern at 7 o'clock. Uh, so you, if you're a lacrosse fan, get out there and watch that. So much going on. Uh, we got the uh, March Madness stuff going on. We got Sam at 6.05 taking on the late. Blue Claws, remember fans, you've been doing great, great job supporting them the first night. 4,700 fans. Uh, last night, 1,800 fans. Luis Rojas doing a good job with that young team. John Katz, I consider him a Savvani and the general manager. Loves, loves the Coastal Empire. I mean, great product. Fan friendly, family friendly. And once again, I, I just got to say, we're going to build a new Coastal Art Center. For $20 million, but we won't build a new baseball stadium. Yes, Grayson Stadium is historic. Yes, I love it. I'm a baseball purist. I can tell you history going back to when, you know, the Red Sox won five World Series before 1918. And after that, it took them so many years to win again. I mean, so, you know, we need to support a new baseball stadium. Here. Let's keep the sand that's here. Let's Savannah Sandnets here in Savannah. I mean, we need to, you know, I mean, the, the, the Civic Center, th that could be updated too, but you know what? But we're going to spend $20 million on a coastal art center. Come on. Let's talk a little baseball. Well, PJ, great job down there in Brunswick. Always a good, do a good job. The two hours has flew by, has flown by again very quickly. You're listening to the Call of the Massey Sports Report. It's here every Saturday morning on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM. So remember, whatever you may be doing, hit it out of the park. And until next weekend, have a great week, and we'll see you then. The Call of the Massey Sports Report, all part of Thunder Pigskin Radio Network. This has been the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. <laughs>